Warning the following program contains world premier certified ball players and credible interviews. Latest hottest content material may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia. Acute player hater disorder. No jumper. No handles. Allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to License to Ball podcast where certified ballers play, and now here's your host, Hip Hop. Thank you for joining the show. I'm Hip Hop. I got Jerome. Got some good updates and stuff going on for you. What up, what up, what up? Nothing much, man. We got a good show, man. I'm excited for the, the Mikhail Brown interview and talk about overtime hoops, empowering the players, man. I'm looking forward to this, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's a lot going on. Uh, you know, who would imagine 10 years ago that you'd be in a situation where people are foregoing their senior season um, in high school to uh, play basketball? You know, um, you know, obviously, overseas, they've been doing it for a while. But, you know, for, for the United States to be headed in that direction, it's, it's promising. Not going to say a name that is not real popular to certain people. I already had no I had no problem with what he did. Um, ball. The ball did. I think he did a great job with his kids. And he had all three kids in the pros, dude. And... He's a pioneer of this to me, I believe, because he's seen a vision of this and he tried to do it. And I think by him trying to do it, scared all the big companies in the NCAA and the NBA. And they started loosening up the rings and that's what we have now. And I don't think LeVar Ball was getting his credit from really starting this up. I think he, I think he did. You know, I think that because he was so powerful, I think he got his credit by everybody listening to him, not directly, but mm-hmm. indirectly. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Because they took the message, whether or not they sit here and wave their hand and say, look, I got the message. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They, they actually, the, you say the actions speak louder than words, basically what you're telling me. Right. I, I can agree to that. Actions speak louder than words. Yeah, and so I think they, they did. They did appreciate what he was saying because a lot of people are taking those steps towards, you know, uh, let's get rid of this this kitty cat ball in high school and let's start playing some real basketball. I think on the flip side of this, it's gonna bring more opportunity to the what I, like the old school kid that play high school ball get to play for his team now. In the future, what is going to start happening with a guy really not going to college, but he still want to have a high school experience by these guys going away and making spots for these type of kids where where you won't forget about being a kid and playing a kid's game, you know, with really no pressure. Yeah, I I mean, here's the thing is I think that um, we know this from playing back in the park. Um, you get better by playing older kids than mm-hmm. by playing adults. And so, you know, as we play in the park, man, we play in adults, they push us around, we get tougher, and that's just how it is. Um, and, and just to be frank, in high school, unless you're in a prep school or one of these juggernaut high schools for basketball, you might have two players on there that's experienced in high school basketball. Two. That play AAU and, and really experience like that. And so, why not play with players that are going to make you better? At the same time, keep your college eligibility because I'm I'm pro-college over, over time where you get paid, uh, G League, 
I'm pro college. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if you can tell me that my son can sign up and play high school basketball uh, for overtime league and keep that college eligibility and he can start as a sophomore, I'm really looking into that where his whole life is basketball and, you know, he still do his studies and he, he get ready to go to college. I, I definitely will look into it. Yeah, I think overtime elite is changing the game. And for our viewers not very familiar with that, because I know you, most of y'all listen to us in the car or working out, so you can't really grab your phone because you're multitasking. Overtime elite is kind of like what LeVar Ball was doing on steroids. It's very more organized and more people put together. They on both coasts in three major cities where they help these kids with a branding. So they get them foundation already for the next two levels they're able to make it to the next two levels but at least to the next level and get their branding right on social media because if you got your brand right on social media that's how you make your your nia deals in college so they get them and then it's it's like oh hill academy or img when it come down to playing and they train you and you focus on this and it's like boot camp basketball for all the people I hope I explained it good enough where y'all can understand about overtime hoops so like oh I never heard of that before what's the first time hearing that me google that when I get a chance but basically that's what it is yeah it's, it's, it's basically a league where um, like you said LeVar Ball did that all American where they traveled and they played different cities and um, it's basically that on steroids like you said and it's like they bring a little more notoriety put a little more out there on social media. Uh, But I do think that uh, it's still yet to be determined on whether or not if the NBA is gravitating towards that and picking kids from there, because this year nobody got drafted from overtime. However, they got two twins that will be coming up uh, this year for the draft. And if those kids don't get drafted, then we have to sit back down and talk about like, you know, a different route and what's going on really. Yep, a great man told me ridicule is a burden of geniuses. So we shall see what's in the dark come to light. And the first commit we got out of Old Time Hoops got is a local brand out of Milton, Georgia, state champion his junior year. Keenan Carlisle, USA Olympian on 18 other team. We got to get him on the show too. He's one of the commitments. Let's yeah, talk definitely. about Keenan Carlisle, man. Yeah, Cannon, Cannon, um, actually, man, I was talking about Cannon the other day. Uh, a, a great player, man, uh, was one of my favorite players when it came to uh, TSF and, and their, their summer team. Um, he shoots the ball really well. When he chooses to play defense, he's really a defensive stopper, a defensive monster when he chooses to play defense. But... I think this will help his game out even more because that's all he'll do is basketball. And he always been talented enough uh, to play at a high level. And this is making it where it's like a profession. Like you wake up, you do basketball, you take a break, you do basketball, you come back, eat, you do basketball. And that can only prepare you into like the stratosphere. So I'm, I'm, I'm real, real curious, not real curious, but more like real excited about where this might take him. I don't think I've been watching him for a while and before when he was like the fifth man on the team on Milton or the sixth man I always liked this game and I don't think he gonna start coming to his stride really for another two years that's just my assessment on watching him play as his growth he seemed like one of those guys is a slow bloom he's not a late bloomer not an early bloom he just gradually just blooming and I just see as he get older he's, just, he's gonna get even better man yeah, you know, I had, you know, fortunately I had a chance to, to follow him for a while. So, and, you know, I always knew he had that potential um, when, when he was playing as a seventh, eighth grader. But uh, with that being said, you know, it's like you don't you don't know how far they're gonna grow. You don't know how you know you don't know how they're gonna fill out. You don't know if. But he always kept going, and his dad. I think we gotta give his dad a lot of credit because his dad is one kept him level headed and uh, actually kept him working out because you see his dad, his dad, he clearly works out. And I think his dad, is he got to be like a trainer because he had everybody from TSF just training, man, and doing these burpees and these pushy willies and, 
And so it was just, I knew once he in, integrated that, that it, he really was going to be a problem, man. And so I'm excited to see where this takes him. That explains his athleticism, man. That explains a lot. Because that dude, you see he's athletic, then he do some freaky athletic stuff. I'm like, wow, you could do that. Right. <laughs> I love that, too. I love, like, the, like the terminology used, Spider-Man. You see him there, next you know he on the rim. Like a damn grasshopper. <laughs> Spider-Man. Like a grasshopper. Dude. Hey, look, man. Next thing you know, he's up at, on the rim. You know? And, uh, yeah, so he, he, he possesses that, man. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him. They put a couple of uh, commitment videos out there. I reposted on his full post list for those who want to see that. Uh, you can go to also go to OTE and see like his commitment thing to OTE. Uh, so I'm excited to see what this season brings for him um, and really uh, for the OTE family. Yeah, that's what's up. So we got they got another big time commit going to overtime hoops, and that's Trey Parker. Used to be around the way, but now in North Carolina. Let's talk about him. Yeah, so Trey, Trey Parker, man, is one of those players you just, when you see him and you know he's, like, when you see him and you say, okay, who's Trey Parker? If you wait that five minutes, you'll, you'll realize quickly who he is because everybody in the gym going to be, like, ooh, and they're on because he, he just got those athletic cops, you know what I mean? And, and so uh, he played with Mikey uh, Williams at Vertical Academy, and for a long time when Mikey didn't play, Trey really took off, man. Uh you know, he, he was dunking on people, shooting the ball well. He's a real great player. Now, I had a chance to meet him and check this out. So, I didn't know until I went to North Carolina and I met him and his brother gets out the car. Now, mm -hmm. his brother, for those who don't know, is Quayshawn Parker. And if you don't know who Quayshawn Parker, he played with Carolina Diamonds. And if you look at his dunk highlight film, he the one that came up with all these different dunks um, and just was super athletic, man. And, and we had a chance to play against Quayshawn a lot growing up um, with Heat Check. And um, that was like our rivalry, man. And so when I realized that it was Quayshawn Parker brother, I'm like, oh my God, like this dude's gonna have some, I, that's why he's so athletic. So, um, but yeah, he's definitely a big commit to overtime, but he's keeping the college el eligibility as well. So I, I'm just, I'm hoping that, um, you know, he, he used this opportunity to become a better shooter and also a better defender. Yeah, athleticism running the family, man. It's like George Chicago miss out on their players because they leaving go play at Overtime or Oak Hill Academy or IMG. So you realize they from the originally from that state. So the state don't get credit unless they're around the way. But you're right about Trey Parker. If you go get popcorn to get something to drink or text message somebody, you're going to miss a, a banger. You're going to miss a play get, catching a body on the <laughs> rim or something or putting the ball in somebody's face or something. You're going you're gonna to miss something. He just jam pack full of highlights you love watching you love watching them play when you're watching these high school games and they just he do a dunk contest like doing the game so you they're not only just playing hard and scoring he's very entertaining very emotional player so and then they got them a good one yeah yeah definitely especially if you're trying to put butts in the seat man. um i think that's that's one of those players that that would definitely do that. Um, Quayshawn, I mean, not Quayshawn, I was calling his brother named Trey Parker. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think I seen something where Trey, his brother's gonna play there too. So his brother, I think, ain't played in seven years. Um, but I think he's gonna play at overtime as well. I seen the video of his brother working out with overtime elite. So, that's going to be crazy if he and his brother both playing on that team. They can bring some type of explosion uh, to that team. It's going to be very exciting. Yeah. And it's, both of them could be pushing each other too. So that could work out real well. Right. And we got the next up. But you're going to have to help me out with this first name on Mr. Howard. I don't want to mispronounce his name. 
Jekai Howard. Yeah, Jekai Howard. Jekai Howard, yeah. I think it's J-A-H-K-I Howard. Jekai Howard. Let's get a view a little bit of his game. Shoot, man, Jekai is um, another explosive player. Uh, you know, he played at the tip-off class. And he actually, I don't know if you remember num- uh, number 10 for the Georgia Stars that when they beat Game Elite 16, that he was the one with the braids, the little braids, uh, hitting all those shots and playing defense and hit that shot, at, that big shot down there in the corner. That's Jekai Howard. Yeah, uh, I remember him. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And I looked at his yeah. name in the so, roster book and I didn't know how to pronounce his name. I was going to ask somebody exactly how to pronounce oh. his name instead of going around pronouncing him wrong. But yeah, that guy, man, that's Big Shot Bob right there, Junior. Because Game Lee had the game yeah. one, was about eight seconds left, six, eight seconds of the game, and he made a money shot. Money shot. That kid's that kid's gonna be someone special too. Kind of like a of a wing, wing type player. Yeah, yeah. Long and long. Um, very long, long. Uh, can can really jump out the gym. Um, just exciting man, He's an exciting player. And to be honest. They they whole gym gonna be rocking because they gonna be some dunking jokes in there. Um, you know, I I, I kind of want Jakai to get better. And I think this is a great opportunity for him to get better. Um, you know, we all know about his, you know, his attitude a little bit, but you know he got he got to work on that as well. And you know, for the most part, man, I think if he does that, he can be definitely a successful player here in uh, overtime elite and then uh, as well as college and I think he's keeping his college eligibility as well yeah that'd be smart for them to do that really would not not to go down that road but yeah I think he's so passionate and so emotional that's what gets in his way sometimes that's what I think sometimes gets in his way yeah I agree I think he's, he's so passionate and emotional about that that it do get in the way. And, and, and even when I play it, man, I think when you love the game so much and you play with emotion, it's just hard to differentiate whether or not, like, all right, I got to pull back. You know, I got to pull back. Mm-hmm. I can't be like this all the time. I can't be on go all the time. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because some people use that as an edge to get over, man. Like, that's just the way they play. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I get that. Yep. I think getting into yoga, doing some yoga would help him out with his chi and channel his energy. Because everybody just think it's stretching. Once you start doing yoga and relaxing, you get your mind focused. It's a real real good thing to do. I think it's a good mind exercise. A lot of professional athletes do it too. Get his chi right. Mm hmm. Just get his chi right. Yeah. What do you say? What that woo saw? Is it woo saw or is it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is it? Yeah, you got your. You know, you're on the right page. We do. You're on the right page. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, that'll be great, man. But yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty. That's the commitment that they they got. I big think time. For a couple more. Uh, big time commits for OTE. Um, but that what does what do the future look like? What do mm-hmm. the future look like in high school basketball? That's a great point. When we come back from break, we're going to break that down. Right. This is Caleb Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball. This goes Washington, head coach at Pelbrook Hosco. You are listening to License to Ball. You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. 
Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the internet keep rocking with license to ball. And now back with your host, Hip Hop. Welcome back. Yeah, good news too. I forgot to tell you and I'm telling viewers tell you about the same time. Now, my the Apple podcast account, for some reason it's working mm-hmm. now. Apple, That's what I'm saying, yeah. Baby. So now you can find it on Apple Podcast now. You had to go to Safari and That's look you for need it. To be at. Yep, number one podcast yeah, platform in the world. Most definitely. Yeah, I got to put that out, man. Mm-hmm. Let it, let me know. Give me the links, man. Let's get that out. Yep, that's big time, man. I looked at, I kept refreshing, it and I looked like, oh wow, it's where people can see it now. Yeah, I definitely would do that, man. Oh, okay. And that's a great discussion. And I know a lot of elite college coaches are not college. I mean, not sorry, not college coaches. A lot of elite high school coaches are concerned with stuff like overtime. And you were saying, yeah. how would I affect high school basketball? And I'm kind of I'm I'm pro player, so whatever. The best for the player, I'm cool with because now the rabbit has the gun for once. It's been like this for what, 100 years where the player was not empowered. So I don't know what high is going to go, what road is going to go down, but I like to see the player being empowered. And as you go, you you can tighten up the reins and fix that. I don't want us to go into the typical model when something go wrong, just shut it all down. We just need to... Uh, tangle with it a little bit yeah i mean i think my my version of it goes back goes to something a little more uh deeper than just the rabbit got the gun uh it's more like and it's hard to it's more like almost like basketball we've been held hostage almost um yep and what i mean by that is is that you know, overseas is, if, when you're good enough at 14, you're a pro. If you're talking about tennis, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You're good at 13, 14 as a tennis player, you're a pro. You talk about baseball, if you get, if you, if you come out of high school and you're good, you're a pro. Um, they, these amateurs are pros before they get, because they are that good. Basketball has been held back by people that making money off basketball. It's my personal opinion because you got players like Caleb Hope, who's obviously playing out his wits. He can't even play in middle school because he he hitting eighty points in a game. <laughs> he has no reason playing school ball. I mean, I mean, he, he has no reason to play school ball because you got little Timmy them trying to play with Caleb Hope who's playing 16 and under and is a via option on the number one team in the country. You know what I mean? So like, yep. at what point do you say, okay, let's isolate the better t- the better players and that's way high school can be a little more competitive instead of being, you know, oversaturated. I agree. I agree. But it's really like we, we complicate things when we talk about this and it's really re- very simple, but it's complicated because it's really not in our culture what we're doing. We're trying to implement our culture. Europe has been dealing with this for ages. They call it club teams. They come to you around, I don't know if they have, they call it middle school over there, but around where the kid will be in middle school, the club teams start approaching parents then and they work them up through the club and then you play, you you get good enough you play for Madrid I think that's one of the teams or you play for Chelsea and all that they got their own club teams and they train you and get you right that thing that's soccer but yeah, yeah it is I, yeah, but it, the, the, the concept though how they uh get people yeah. ready yeah mm-hmm. that's what I mean by that not the sport itself just the concept and we late to the party on this cause like you said it has some people very late been eating good and haven't been worried about other people eating good they just been worried about themselves eating good if you get yours you get yours but we're gonna eat good and so it's changing yeah. the landscape 
That's actually making bad. It's actually making stuff real interesting because I can think about some players right now who don't even put their business out in the street. They were sleeping on floors in high school. They didn't have this opportunity. They needed that opportunity to do stuff like that now, then, when they were playing. How these kids have it now. So they paved the way for them. But yeah, I know guys like even LeBron and his mom, some days they're going house to house and they really basically homeless. And his eighth grade coach, the seventh grade coach took him in and then his history since then. Right. Yeah, and, and not just that, I think um it just if you're that good, man, why not? Like it's just that time, you know what I mean? Why play with little Billy them and you got to play little Billy them all year? I mean, it's good for scholastic sports and it's good for the spirit of the school. Uh, but you you go to school to make money. Let's just be honest. You yes, go right. to school to make money. You cannot tell me that you're smarter than LeBron because you went to college. You know what I mean? The man making, uh, he's a billionaire. What, what, why are you worried about what college you went to? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh -huh. come on. If, 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 the, if the goal is to make money and you have an opportunity to make money, then that's what you do. You know what I mean? Like, to be to be completely frank with you, I'm not pushing school on my kids, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm pushing entrepreneurship. I'm pushing go get a bag. I'm pushing get in here, work. Like, most successful people in, the, in this country dropped out of school. That's crazy, but that's so you true. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it 100. Like, it, it, it's, it's like, what is it? You, you got a marketing degree and a, a social, sociology degree, and you can't, you just come in as an entry level like you just would have did at, right out of high school. 75% of people got a degree, can't even get a job in their field. Like, what is this about? And so I think what's happening now is that this stuff is put on like social media now people are getting more knowledgeable about what's really going on and so this is why the transfer portal is so high because people are not going to school for school no more people are going to school to actually become athletes and so when it doesn't work out athletically they're out of there you know what i'm saying they don't care that this is one of the best schools they don't care about that no more yeah because they're figuring it out yep the kids and just not even the kids the parents in this era are smarter and they learning from other parents cutting their teeth you're right they just really smarter i have to say on that but yeah i i, I totally agree with you man i really do and i see the same way because majority of your billionaires in this country either didn't go to college or they didn't finish college they were just told how to handle money and how to invest money and make money. And that's usually where you go to school. And, and a lot of those schools, really, and you even go there, we're going to go there about schools. Majority of schools don't pay prepare you for that unless you're in the Ivy League school. They really go in great detail in the Ivy League about stuff like that. So, Or a high-level private school will start getting you ready for that kind of stuff. But you're going to be paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a year to learn that. Because knowledge is power. Yeah, and, and not to bag, yeah, not to bag on school because I understand that school has its benefit, right? So college mm -hmm. has its benefit, and the benefit is the social part of school. Like I think you cannot replace the social part of school. I think it prepares you for life. The bullying, the you know, talk about the all that man. It, it gives you thick skin and it, it gets you ready to be able to be prepared for the real world. Because in the real world, people talks about. It. Right. Yep. And you also that's where you like girls at. It's your first crush at school, right? The social part of it. Uh, when you go off to college, that's where you get your little freedom at. And now you're really liking girls. And this whole social aspect of just being out in the public, you know what I'm saying? And being around other people like yourself, or being around well people and not calling you to come to class, you're being a little more responsible. So I think it has its benefit. Don't get me wrong. But I think people are figuring the other side of that part out. Yep. Yeah, really, the going tab, I don't know if most people know. Our school system is based on factory workers and farm workers to this day. They have not changed really? 
that at all. So that's why a lot of stuff look out of place because it really is because they, they have never changed the model. Y'all guys can look this up. It was based on being training people to be good workers on farms and factories. Yep. And then once upon a time, it was no school and people didn't know how to conduct themselves. They didn't know how to stand in the line. They didn't know how to do that. They created school to create a work environment for factory workers. That's so true. That's so true. So that's why it seems so out of place because it needs to be reconstructed. It really does. Because they had, mm -hmm. they trying to put a square in a round peg. If you're a square, if you're a round peg, then it works out fine for you. But some people are square pegs and it, not, it don't go good in there. And then you wonder why they're not performing. So it just a re, it's just a revolution going right in front of our eyes with the education part is and being successful, getting, learning how to take care of yourself and provide for yourself and have a future. It's a revolution, I think, going on, really. It's and, and, and speaking of, you say revolution, speaking of revolution, it's no evolution. Everything in this world has evolved except school. School is the same as it was in 1960 that it is in 2023. Ain't no, like the TVs have gotten bigger and smaller, I mean smaller, thinner, but bigger. Uh, the cars, you can start them like remotely. You got electric cars. But in 1968, you had to raise your hand to be, to be spoken to. You had to sit in your desk. You had to walk in the line. You go to the cafeteria. You had to have a hall pass. Like everything is same as 1968 or even back further than it is right now. When is school going to evolve? When is school going to say, okay, boom, this is, you know, we got to evolve right along with everything else. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is a good to have them stay home three days a week and try to learn a little bit from home or you know like um i seen something on tiktok the other day with, in the, um you know i forgot where she was from but she said we don't start school at 9 30 10 o'clock like why are we still why do america start school at 7 30. they no sleep teenager really start school at, at 7 30. yeah they be asleep yeah. sleep like, in like, class they sleep right yep. so why are we not starting school at 9 30. like what are y'all doing that much that we can't start school at 9.30. You know, so um, don't get me wrong. Early childhood education is very important because you got to learn how to read, write, speak, spell, count, all that. So you got to learn that. That's you just need to be refined. Education. That's all. Yeah, just need to be, it just need to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Only be should go to school real early in the morning is the young kids that get up so early. My son, I don't need alarm clock no more. My son can wake me up. <laughs> he don't get up if he sleep in if i wake up on my own i worry about him being sick if he ain't come wake me up past 7 30. <laughs> they go to bed early and they wake good up early stuff. that's good stuff yep that's true that's true now we got one more thing yeah we got we got that Mik mikhail brown interview top point guard in the freshman class you know i love to see on the all-star team or a team with him at point and kayla hold it to two man i love to see that and then have our boy jack of all trades baby scotty caleb playing the wing and just throw you i don't even care i, I can't think of nobody else in that freshman class and throw two other people with them that man, 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 man. Woo. I'm mean, yeah, and I'll play like money for kid, that. Man, like, yeah. Like, this kid, man, um, Markel Brown, I think, um, for me, I always talk to his dad. And I seen him play at a young age. And I'm like, I told his dad, you got to worry about him. I told him flat out. Like, he just, he had everything. And then I also told him, like, he needs to play up. You know, there's no reason for him to play his age group. He gets nothing out of it. Like he's too good right now to be playing his age group. And the only thing gonna push him is him playing up. And uh I be dang, man. This kid is 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 really exploded this year. Uh and he's gonna continue to explode. And so I, I um we had a great chance to interview this kid and um hopefully you guys like the interview. Yep, it's gonna be very entertaining, man. I'm really I'm not just saying that just to say that. It's gonna be he's one of the best interviews we have had. He's going to go in and play his interview so y'all can see what we're talking about.
video is sponsored by SUV TV Experience Sports Live Streams, original content, highlights, and more. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined, so y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer, so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't. got Mikael Brown joining the show, one of the hottest players in the country right now, picking up offers all over the place. Man, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. Glad you've been on the show, man. We appreciate you being here, man. No problems. No problem at all. Yeah, Mikael, I want to uh, kind of ask you a couple questions. Um, you know, we just recently got off a, a hand injury, and you know, it was during the it was during the high school basketball season. Um, did you during that time? Did you prepare mentally on what you're gonna do this summer, or how did you approach uh, being down, but yet still wanted to be out there to show what you could do? Um, I mean, I just I really just took it day day by day. Um, it was a long process, but I knew um, during my high school season I was most likely not going to be able to um, finish out the season with my high school team. But I was just mentally preparing for um, AAU season, knowing this is going to be a big season for me. Um, to be honest, just to come back off an injury and um, get straight to it, playing the best of the best, um, was really what I was really focusing on, um, really locking in this season, because I knew it was going to be a big season for me in AAU. All right, let's unpack that. You said mentally you get ready for the grassroots season. Let's unpack that. So what you do to get mentally ready for that? I mean, I just mentally prepare myself um, physically. Um, just just getting another mindset of uh, this is business. I mean, AAUs, AAUs, kill to be killed. Um, either you show and prove or you just, you just back off and don't don't take advantage of the moment um and that's really what i was preparing for um mentally handling handling um playing up so i mean when i play up i really think that i should be playing up that's just off my confidence um i always thought that playing up would bring the best out of me because it's like you older than me but i'm still i'm still trying to take your head off but um, that's that's how that's how I mentally prepare for it coming off this hand surgery. Great response. Yes. Great answer. Yeah. So, Michael, you uh, you know, you obviously played for Team Florida last year, uh, and now you went to Southeast Elite uh, with Coach Ricks. Um, tell us about that transition and how with playing with Coach Ricks has propelled you into the national spotlight. I mean, Coach Ricks, I love Coach Ricks, man. I mean, he's like another another dad, in my opinion. Um, Coach Ricks just just told me, like, I'm gonna put you on the stage. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go. Just 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 play ball and do what you do best. And, and once he once he told me that, it, it wasn't it wasn't a hard transition at all. Just just having him having confidence in me, showing my abilities to everybody in the world. Um, I mean, I could, I can't thank Coach Ricks enough for putting me on the platform early, this early, and uh, can't wait to play with him next year. So when he saw that confidence in you, and he felt you could play, and gave you the keys, how did that make you feel? I mean, I just felt like, like, I felt wanted, like, not, I'm not, I don't want to say it like that, but like, Coach Ricks, it's rare that you like have a coach come talk to you and say I see like I want you to build your confidence like when when you got a coach like that that's supporting you like that you I wouldn't have it any other way um he just he just built my confidence to a whole nother level and I still think I got a lot of work to do but he's he's definitely been a part of my um process of being this uh so-called big name or just just not coming into the stage um 
all props to him and my family. Um, they just always believed in me, and that's 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 what I look for in a coach. Yeah. So before we get uh, you know into the offers and the amount of offers you picked up, I want to talk about this transition that you're gonna have to go into Sun Sunrise Christian. Uh, tell us about that and what's your expectation for this school year. Um, my expectation is just to come in um, and uh, be a big part of the team. Um, obviously, I want to win, and that's that's the whole that's the that's the whole thing. Um, I'm not going out there to just have fun. I'm going out there for business. Um, got some uh, unfinished business, but transitioning from 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 where I'm from and then to Sunrise is uh, it's really, in my opinion, not that hard because I've been playing high level basketball all summer against these AAU programs, these really good AAU programs um, in Adidas and also in other tournaments that are that are independent. And then, uh, I mean, just playing the best of the best every day at a high level. You got to play at a high level every day in practice. Um, got to bring it every day in practice. Knowing every every game that we play, it's going to be very good competition, high level, high level basketball. And I think I'm, I'm prepared for that. And, uh, Talking to the Sunrise coach, I mean, from day one when they first saw me, they come up to my parents and said that I could be a big part of the team. And um, that alone showed us that uh, they were really, really, um, I don't know how to describe this, really in tune with my family and and um, giving me an opportunity to play at the high, highest level in high school basketball. So I, I really had to take advantage of that. It's safe to say you've been dreaming of being great at basketball, being good at basketball. So the process where your game is now and where you're playing and who are you going to be playing for in, in the next couple of years, are you on path with your dreams that you visualize doing? Um, I mean, God always has a path for me and my family. Um. In my in my vision right now, I see my path, and I I believe that I'm going directly on that path. I just gotta stay focused, stay locked in, stay in the gym, stay working, and I'll get there. Yeah. With that being said, Chris, I know how hard it is to please your dad, right? Your dad just he's one of those people. It's really hard to please, but uh, we talk about it all the time. You just you know you 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 gotten so better. You don't I don't think you realize how much the outside world see how better you got. And it's hard to please your dad. Do you feel like sometimes it's impossible to please him or is it a good thing because you're always trying to, uh, that makes you work even harder? I mean, it's just an expectation that he holds, a standards that he holds around me. Um, anything with him, you see good, you see bad, he's just going to call it, call the spade a spade. I might have a good game and he still might show me on the film like you could have did this better, you could have did this better. I mean, that's just that's just all love. Like he just wants me to be better, and I can't thank him enough for that. Um, but that's just the expectation that he holds me at, and I'm I'm gonna continue. I'm gonna continue to try to strive, strive for that greatness, and uh, eventually be uh, make him proud. That sounds good. So, by how your dad is so fo laser focused on you. Is it easy for you to take tough coaching or hard coaching? Yeah, I mean, it's easy because my coach, my coach, Coach Rick, um, sometimes gets on me a lot. Um, and I really just coming, like, when it comes from my dad all these years, um, it's really nothing because I always, I always, I always uh, got to go through that every day with him. I mean, it's just it's just a certain standard that he holds me to, and then when these other coaches, other coaches um be tough on me, it's like I mean, okay, coach, I got you. Like it's it's no other it's no other answer. I mean, it's not it's not it's not it's not a problem for me, because coming from my dad is a uh, every every year coming from my PCK dad. Time. It's coming from my dad. It's a piece of yeah. It ain't nothing. Hear it every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, obviously you picked up a, a lot of offers this uh, this summer, man. Um, you know, you talking about Kansas, Texas, Texas Tech. Um, <clears throat> when those offers start rolling in like that, 
how did it make you feel? And being that you are a, you know, see, I would say you're about six foot. And to be able yes, to play on a level where where these big schools are calling you, how did that make you feel? I mean, I just I just took it as another opportunity. Um, these coaches come out and watch me play. Um, these these big schools come out and watch me play. I think it's just a show and prove thing where you're playing. You know, you got something to prove. But every every coach that every coach in or every college that's offered me, I'm I'm grateful for it. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for the opportunity that they gave me, and I know I still got a lot of work to put in. So, but every college that's offered me, I I just I ble- uh, I'm blessed. I'm humbled, but I still know there's a lot of work to do. Very humble, Blair, and you do something very unusual as a top top rated player doesn't do. So a lot of times you um you big up. And you very, you communicate very well on social media and your friends around the way. What made you be so much of a team player and supporter of your friends playing and seeing them doing good? I mean, that's that. Uh, in my opinion, I think that's what coaches are looking for. Just being a great teammate. You know, you're not you're not to yourself. Um, not being selfish or having any hate for your for your for your peers or your teammates on the team. Um, I just I just want to be a great leader of any team that I that I'm on um I want to try to set the set the standards of the team and try to try to hold them accountable for every everything that they do um that's that's in my opinion that's my job as a point guard that you gotta keep your team in shape if you keep your team in shape that makes the coaches um job easier so when they coach when when coaches coaching out there it's easier for us to really come in as a team together and lock in um but that that's just coming. That that's always been in me. I've always been been a great a great teammate. Um, I've never had hatred for anybody. Whoever's on my team, I'm looking I'm looking for you to be successful as just as how I am. I mean, I'm getting so much so much success right now that I want my teammates to get as much as success as me. And that's just how I am as a person. Yeah. So let's talk about this uh, All American Adidas All American camp. Uh, you went out there. I've seen a lot of good footage of you. Uh, I mean, uh, the crowd was just going crazy for every move that you was making. Um, how, how you feel like you did out there and what some of the uh, positives you brought back from being at the Adidas All-American camp? Um, just showing and proving. I mean, I came into the camp, you know, as everybody looks at me, they say I'm too small or technically I'm not supposed to be out there. So, you know, I come in with that chip on my shoulder. Like, I'm going to show every one of y'all in the gym that, I belong. I belong here, and um, that's really what I took when we were playing uh, up at the camp. Um, just always being in the gym first. I made sure I was in the gym first, and I made sure I left the gym last. So, and almost every single break, I was still in the gym. I never went back to the hotel. I just wanted to keep working and keep shooting, keep trying to get better. But uh, yeah, I mean, the All American Camp was great. It's a great experience for me. So. At the camp, who gave you the the hardest time for guarding you, or you had to check down? I mean, ain't I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but ain't no, ain't really nobody could could uh was really a hard check. I mean, KJ KJ Lewis is a great defender, um, but in my opinion, I feel like nobody can stand in front of me. In my opinion. I got you. Feel that way. You feel that way. I got one thing before Jerome asks the next question. I'm trying to figure out how you made that buzzer beater to win the game, and it only got three retweets. That's crazy. Uh, the one in Dallas. Yeah, when the guy hit the three in the corner, and you got the ball and went almost half, uh, made it almost <laughs> at half court, and won the game. Yeah. Um, that sequence was actually crazy. Um, so we ended up. Uh, we were up by one with like like 15 seconds left. Um, they inbound it. They get downhill. My teammate ends up trying to go for a steal and uh, hit the corner, hit the three. And then that same teammate took the ball out and he was staring at the other side of the court. And I was sitting there like wide open. So I'm yelling like, bro, pass the ball. So he, froze up he gives me you, huh? it. I say, yeah, he froze up real quick. 
it was like he's like stuck in the moment. Um, but when he gave me the ball, I immediately looked at the clock and I saw time. So I just pushed it, I pushed it, I pushed it. And um, when I got to that three-point line, I knew that my momentum was going to take me towards the rim. So when I jumped in my mind, what was going through my mind was, I'm going to shoot this off the backboard. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> if I were to try to make it in straight, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I wouldn't have went in. <laughs> but uh, um, it went off the backboard and it went in. And I knew it was going to go in because I put enough force onto it. So when it went into the bad boy, it went in, and it was just a surreal moment. Like, wow, like it, like it went in, and that that, that happened, and then we won that game. Mm, that's and, a good shot. Um, so let's let's talk about it, man. And who 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 you think is the number one point guard in your clan? I mean, ain't no other option, in my opinion. I'm gonna say it's me. <clears throat> Just straight up like that. I, I mean, I feel like nobody in that class can mess with me. Knowing that I played up to 17 and I held my own, and I feel like that's that's rare. But in my opinion, nobody nobody can mess with me, and I think I'm number one. I love your confidence. Yeah, no, yeah I wish you. I, I wish y'all would have played. You're you're playing next year. The uh, the game elite team uh, that was number <laughs> one in the country. Um, mm-hmm. I wish you would have had a chance to play them, but you're playing next year at the Tip Off Classic. I know, uh, but like, um, what are the, some of the takeaways from this year uh, when you talk about summer basketball? What are some of the uh, takeaways you you had from the good? I want the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, takeaways from this summer. Um, some takeaways from this summer. I mean, it was it was an overall great summer. Um, Coming into the July, I didn't play no June uh, high school ball, but coming into July was 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 big. I mean, we came and showed and proved that we could play at the highest level. Um, I mean, July July was a great summer for me, in my opinion. Um, the bags of it, uh, I mean, we obviously had very high expectations coming into Adidas. Um, obviously, wanting to win the the championship the 3SB championship. Um, coming into the first game, we played, we all can go who we lost to in the second uh, the second session of 3SB. Um, so we came in there with a chip on our shoulder, like we're not, we not gonna let you beat us again. So came in there and uh, beat them. And that was a very, uh, very intense game in my opinion, because um, it's a rematch. And I was like, I'm not gonna lose to these dudes again. So we turned around and beat them. Then we had the chance, the next round, New World. And um, that game, that game, we had them up five. We just ended up uh, losing it at the end of the game. And they ended up winning winning the whole thing. So it's like, I mean, we lost to the chance, but we could have beat them. We only lost to them by three. So we got, we definitely got them back in, in LA though. So, um, the ugly, oh, what I would say. The ugly was uh, actually I'm gonna have to say uh, this weekend, um, during LA, this past weekend during LA. Uh, we actually went on went on a pretty good run, went three and zero, beat Jalen Green Elite. Then we turned around and beat Indiana Elite, who made the Final Four at the championship. Then we played New World again, and we beat them. Um, but after those three games, we kind of got complacent. And uh, started dropping. We dropped two games back to back after that, and uh, I, I'll probably say that one was the ugliest because we got too complacent and um, started to get sloppy in our in our game. Uh, offensively, we kind of got away from what we was doing before, and uh, defensively, we we just wasn't locked in as much as those first three games. So it kind of got ugly after that, but. We finished off the uh, summer 4-0, so, I mean, we picked it up right after that, and we ended up pulling pulling out the summer, ending the summer on 4-0, so. Sounds good to me. Who do you watch or expire to be like 
play uh, playing basketball. You kind of remind me of uh, KJ, Kevin Johnson, played for the Phoenix Suns. You kind of remind me of him a little bit. But who are you you watch and admire? Um, I really admire, to be honest, from point guard standpoint, um, Steve Nash. Just Steve Nash and the way he plays. Um, the way he reads the pick and roll, comes off the pick and roll, he plays before they can happen. Um, is really what I like what I really uh who I really watch him. Um I like to watch him, Rajon Rondo, um, you know, Darius Garland. Um I just try to take pieces of their games, Curry, try to take pieces of Trey Young. <laughs> Trey Young for sure. I probably like right now Trey Young for sure. Um Trey Trey is just so unique to me. Yeah, he's just so unique. Like he, you can't you can't mess with him and he got that dog mentality. He got that chip on the shoulder, like, and I'm gonna kill you. I don't care if I'm small or not, I'm still gonna kill you. You know? Um that I mean he could shoot it from deep and that's what I that's that's another attribute that I can do. I shoot it from deep just like him. Um his pick and roll play is tremendous. Um easy, he makes it look Effortlessly, effortlessly, um, gets to his spots, how, however he wants to, um, makes plays for his teammates a lot. Uh, I, I really, Trey, Trey is, Trey is what I look to be, who I, who I look, and who I watch right now. That's what's up, man. And I see that. I see Trey. I see Trey in you. Um, you know, I always have. I seen you when you was in the seventh grade. Seen you when you was that young, and you always had that shot uh, to make it. I see that. I see that Trey, because people gotta realize that Trey averaged twenty assists right along with twenty points in college, um, which is hard to do. You know, you're one of the only players to ever do that. And he passes the ball well, but he also shoots the ball well. And I see that in you too. I see you're a playmaker, and I also see that you're a scorer as well. So. Uh, I definitely see that comparison. Well, Mikael, I appreciate you joining the show, man. You've been a great interview, man. I think you were up there for this podcast. It's one of the top interviews we have had. Very entertaining, very informational interview. Yeah. We had to pull questions out of you all. You're you're the 2025 class, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so you got guys um, we have on there. Rising seniors don't answer questions as good as you do, man. We really appreciate you, man. While you're on the show, you want to give out your social no media, how anybody can follow you and everything? I got you. Uh, go follow me on IG, Michael underscore Brown Jr., all lowercase. And my Twitter is um, Michael Brown Jr. 1, capital M, capital B, capital J. That's my Twitter. Anything else you want to share before you get off? Um, I mean, <laughs> nah, that's it. <laughs> All right, man. We appreciate you having me on, man. No problem. Appreciate you, right here. All right, no problem. Man, man, man. Can you say old soul and a young body? That guy right there. Listening to him talk, you'd think he's about 19 years old. Great interview. I really like his interview. Real good. Wait, I say, well, we interviewing for about 20 minutes. Let's go on yeah. and on. It's great. I mean, he just answered questions off the pop, didn't get stunned at all, answered great yeah. questions. Man, you know what's good about him is that. You can see the maturity in him when he plays too. You know what I'm saying? Like the same maturity you see, you hear over the interview, you can see that in his play. And great point for people who evaluate evaluate talent. Um, that's something you got to take in consideration because that's something that's not going to go away anytime soon. Yep, special player that. 2025 class is different. They might not have stockpiled top to bottom like the 2024, but man, they hit us, uh, heavy hitters. 
Yes, sir. And he he he's special, man. Like think about it. he got a Kansas offer at twenty twenty five. Yep, you already see you know some of the offers he have, right? They're trying to get on them quick and early. Quick yeah. and early, man. Like, I mean, just let them know. And that's, that's how you do it. You let people know you're interested early. You know, a lot of things can change, but I know this kid and his work ethic. I know his dad and his dad work ethic. I know where it's going. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm not worried about Mikael. <laughs> if you know, like I know, you better get on board. I know that's right. So closing out the show, what's your closing remarks, man? Man, it just it's just amazing, man, that basketball has done wonders for all of us, man. Uh, a little a little game we call basketball. We dribble it, we shoot it, and it takes us around the world. And, and it's so amazing to talk to kids like Mikael so amazing to be able to travel and just see good basketball and to let your life be be, uh, to rotate around basketball man so I just say this I say this man just if it's something you want to do if you love it give your all to it and I promise you that basketball will pay you back it always has and it always will that's my I think that's true man man can't complain with that at all I think that's very true this show right here i think this is the best one we had done me and you together i think it goes in the books one of the best ones since we've been doing this podcast and we, period hey you know what you know what's crazy and we we ain't had no basketball to look at mm-hmm. <laughs> we did we did this off the cuffs you know what i'm saying yep sure did yep we sure did yeah, because you, you talked me off a ledge. You're like, nah, we got enough to do a show. Like, oh, we do? Like, yeah, we got enough to do a show. So, okay, all right. I take it. I believe in them. Yeah. I think it's going to, all <laughs> yeah. said and done, going to be the highest rated show for yeah, a lot yeah. of reasons. Because the people we talked about today, people going to check them out now and they're going to check them out continuously for the next several years. Especially yeah. uh, Mikhail Brown. People are gonna be checking out this podcast right. for the next four years. He's not he's uncommitted, he's young, right. and only gonna get better. So when they search for him, they're gonna find this podcast. And they're gonna probably find some more podcasts when I'm on it, because I suspect it's not gonna be the last time he's on the show. No, but it is definitely we wanted the first, baby. We mm-hmm. wanted the first. He might be the I, we should have no, that's the question we should have asked. My bet is the first podcast he has done. And so we setting the record yeah. books on that. We're ahead of the curve. Yeah, we're ahead of the curve. So when he makes it, we can always play this and say, hey, remember this? Mm-hmm. Yep, most definitely. Yeah, you, can play, you can play clips of this on podcast to come. That's what's up, man. Yep. Everybody, appreciate you joining the show, listening to the show. Appreciate you listening to all the way to the end. Thank for all the international people listening to the show. People in the States, Russia. We know you ain't here. Appreciate you listening. I don't know who in Russia listening. We got almost double digit downloads from Russia. So I know they ain't clicking with a button and miss hit. So we know you listening and appreciate you listening to the show. Keep going on. We up to 23 states in America. We, we need more. One state surprised and we don't have one download from it all. I looked the other day, I was very surprised. It's South Carolina. We don't have one download from South Carolina. Mm. I couldn't believe that. Gotta get him in here. We got Russia, but not South Carolina. They're watching us. Even got Ukraine. We got Ukraine, the Netherlands, Poland, England. What else over there we got? Some other country in Europe, my mind going blank. But yeah, those are the main ones we got over. And you got Portugal, but we have no South Carolina. Isn't that crazy? No, no South Carolina. Well, we know what Jim Crow will. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, but nah, for real, man, that's good stuff, man. We're trying to just touch the world. Hoping we can, can get somebody. Um, from South Carolina to, to tune in, but maybe we need to get a couple athletes from South Carolina to make them tune in. <laughs> That's right. Uh huh. 
Yeah, some way or another, y'all gonna tune in. Y'all gonna tune yeah, in. We're gonna, yep. we gonna get some athletes from we're gonna get some athletes from South Carolina make y'all tune in. They just don't know about us, I guess yeah. Once they realize we there, the South Carolina fans, then they start tuning in on that. And you can find yeah. us on all major platforms. Just like Abracadabra, you can find it on Apple Podcasts now, License the Ball Podcast Show. Type that in, you see the picture. And read the description about basketball. You'll find it on Spotify, all of them. Google Podcasts. Even you even find it on Alexa. People I have seen that Alexa, about eight percent of the listeners use Alexa to find the show. I did that's crazy. Cause the stats tell us that too. So mm-hmm. about eight percent of the people talk to Alexa to find the show. And if Alexa can find the show, there's no excuse why not nobody else can find the show. Come on, South Carolina. <laughs> Come on, South Carolina. That's too close yeah. to home, man. It's too close to home base. Not it touched the border. It's not like a we even got Wyoming. So we don't have Utah. We have some Got somebody Utah following Jim Ryan's side about. I thought they found us because of the podcast. I guess not because they didn't download. It's understandable we don't have a Utah download. But South Carolina just too close. And it's just too close, man. I could throw a rock at South Carolina and hit it now. <laughs> Facts. Facts. All right, y'all. Thanks. We're going to keep having these uh, heavy hitters every, every week on here. Latest co- content interviews that's what we said we known for, so we keeping it up, cutting edge. You got top players before they even make it real, real big national scene. We already got them on the show, so that's where you need to be. So, next where time, you need to be tune in. Peace.